0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi May the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon you. This is your sister Aisha Ladan, host of Manifest Your Brilliance, an Islamic blog and podcast where I feature contemporary Islamic art and Muslim artists that are fully showing up and sharing their gifts and talents with the world. It is February 13th. 2020, and on tonight's episode of Manifest Your Brilliance, we sit with Leila Alathgani, a fashion design student at American River College in Sacramento, California. We learn about her upcoming fashion show and her thoughts on sustainability and finding inspiration in her childhood cartoons to help children of color see themselves in today's pop culture. Introduce yourself, tell our audience who you are, and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, well, I think there's, like, two other people there. My name is Layla
1: Lavicani and I'm a fashion designer, I guess. Uh, this is, like, I, my first year with my first, like, collection app coming out this spring, separate, like, from any school or any kind of, like, academic program. So this will be, I guess, like, my debut. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so what is the, what is your collection, like, um, the style, or, like, what is it focused on that you're working on? who's it for
1: honestly each collection
0: each season really
1: differs from what i'm trying to do this collection is kind of based on pop kind of like k-pop kind of like um yeah i'd say more like a poppy style like right now we kind of have that that military style out and Mm. i'm working on a project with a friend of mine so we're kind of creating like a pilot for a tv show for kids and that kind of meshed in with the Project so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is more of like a fashion show meets kind of production, kind of like I'm, I'm having like a whole team on it, working mm-hmm. with me, coming up with ideas together, trying to take people like at a beginner level who are trying to look for experience, work up with me. So,
0: mm-hmm. so how did you get into fashion design? Was it just something that was a hobby of yours or? <laughs> It's actually kind of funny. When I was a lot younger, I hated
1: sewing. I never liked it. And then in high school, when it was kind of, when it was time to pick a career, I just didn't know what to do. At the time, when I was in high school, I had studied abroad, and it kind of messed up my curriculum. So I didn't take a lot of stuff in high school. I didn't take a lot of general ed in high school. I took mainly electives. So when I was like, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to study? I randomly picked fashion design. I pulled it out of a deck of cards, and I was just like, fashion design. I was like, all right, I could try. I saw a video online, and they're like, anybody can do it. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> anybody can, I can do it too. And then I just stuck to it, you know? I signed up for the ARC program. It, at the time, it was a lot cheaper for me than going to privatize, because at the time, I wanted to go privatized, But I realized to get an AA degree was going to cost me 50000 and I was like, no, that's not, definitely Bye. not worth it. At a private school, privatized, yeah. And yeah. that's just to go. You still have all the other stuff with it. So I just went to my local Losrios. I went to Los Rios I've been there for four years. I just got my AA degree in the spring, and now mm-hmm. I'm getting my bachelor's or finishing up and getting my bachelor's.
0: And you're um, doing that in fashion as well?
1: Yes, I'm doing it in design. In design, I do work okay. with more Yeah, I do want to work. For, with more different aspects of design just because the Los Rios program what's really good about it is that they really do teach you everything you need to learn in fashion so i was never really worried about that
0: mhm okay really that. so you so you're working and going to school at the same time right now yes yeah I mean, how do how you, do how are you yeah how do you juggle that how does that work are you taking classes online or some online and some face to face Half online, half
1: face-to-face right now, but thankfully, like, alhamdulillah, this semester and last semester, I'm kind of taking a year off from school. I've been going part-time just to make sure I have, because I switched last minute to different schools. I was going to go state school, but I think I might go UC, so I do need to fix some stuff in my schedule. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some time off working on sewing. I just want to see, you know, if I'm still passionate about this, what I like about it. If it was just, you know, like, when you're in school, you're just like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm tired. So I was like, right. I take a step back from that curriculum and mm-hmm. just try to put yourself and see, do you like it? Is it a passion? And what really is your passion, you know?
0: Right. So I want to welcome our viewers. This is Layla. We are talking about an upcoming fashion show that she has. So she's just given me a little bit of backstory about herself and um, being in design school and working at the same time. Um, so welcome everybody to the live podcast. The so Manifest Your Brilliance is a blog. As well as a podcast that features Islamic art and um, Muslim artists. So, um, what is the greatest lesson that you've learned in school? So, some people don't go to school for fashion, they just wing it and kind of teach themselves. What do you think has been the biggest benefit of you going to school for design?
1: It's a lot easier. I'll say that now. I've looked at work between me and a self made designer, and I'll like, if I take me and my former classmates and I put us on a spectrum of like who's really good to who's really bad. Like I'm at the bottom. Like I, I admit, like I'm not the best fashion designer student out there. So for me to be like some self-made artist, some self-made designers do need some help. And I look at it, I'm like, well, it's good, but there is some corrections. I do say you do need to go to school. Uh, I mm-hmm. think it's, more, it's much more easier in my opinion, because you do learn how to make stuff formally better you can also, I mean, YouTube through textbooks. There's a lot of stuff I did learn on my own, but mm-hmm. the foundation that you learn at a school, you can learn how to do it on your own. Even if it's just like one sewing class, one pattern making class, eventually, mm-hmm. okay
0: and it gets there. And so, oh, what gave never you? Never give up. Never gives up. <laughs> I gave up. <laughs> I have a sewing machine, and I rarely pull it out. I'll pull it out. and like, okay. Make a straight line and a straight line. Okay, I'm done. I hate sewing. So when I was younger, I wanted to do fashion design. I liked to illustrate and draw, and had all these ideas. But then I learned that you had to do math and you had to do fractions, you had to do algebra, and I was like, okay, no, I'm not doing that much math.
1: No, very very few math. It's more like, do you know how to use a ruler? Do you know Mm -hmm. measurements? That's all. Like now, like when I first started, I was just like, who can spot on measurements? And my teacher's like, you're, you'll are you be surprised once you start using a ruler constantly. And mm-hmm. like enough, my, my ruler in my bag everywhere I go, even for not even just for sewing. I'm just like, I know, I'll tell. And like, my work, worker's like, just put these two together. I'm like, okay, add a half an inch. She's just like, what? I'm like, yeah, it, it looks like a half an inch distance.
0: Right. So you're, easy, you're able to just eyeball it now and be like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm I'll look at it and be like, oh, you fit the other model's clothes. I should just look better. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you can fit this. Yeah, it's that's honestly
0: I'm
1: when you, 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 you make something things? when you consistently, consistently make something, you get better at it. And also to like just never give up honestly because you're going to make mistakes. I've made so many mistakes. I constantly make mistakes. And a teacher, she was like be perfect to detail. Like here, everything's perfect. And I was just like, well, I can never be 100% perfect. I mm-hmm. always make mistakes. And I always be like, that's what lining's for. You hide all the mistakes because you're client whoever's gonna buy your outfit is not gonna open the little fabric inside and be like oh I see the mistake and what you see your mistakes other people won't even notice people don't even right. notice because they don't know they don't mm-hmm. know that that's a mistake mm-hmm. you know and they'll always so, be clients
0: um what are your thoughts about the term starving artist so we hear that a lot a lot of people say oh I'm gonna be a designer I'm gonna be an artist and a lot of people have this misconception, like, okay, you're gonna be artists, I mean, you're gonna starve, you're not gonna make good money. What is your what is your thought when you hear when you hear that? Do you have any have you had any people tell you that, like in your family, your friends, like, oh, you're gonna do this, you're gonna starve, you're not gonna make any money? Do you hear that at all? Thankfully, no. Like my parents they're very supportive at first. My
1: dad was just like, I'm doing that, he picked something. He picked something. And I was just <laughs> like, Okay. And my mom was just like This is weird because I'm very much someone I'll like something for a really long time and then I'll switch to do something else. She she Mm -hmm. thought, oh, this is just a a phase. Wasn't that much of a phase. But my sister, he is an artist too. And she's, I would say she's a really good artist. He wins a lot of scholarships. There's ways to make money. Um, She's commissioned to make a $500 post, a $500 portrait for Los Rios. There's Mm -hmm. ways to make money. I think it's a lot harder. And I think you have to be firm with how you're making your money. But honestly, it's demographic. What the you see is going to sell? Like my collections, I'm not making plain t-shirts. I'm not making plain pants I'm making, making stuff out of the bar- box art. When originally when I make my runway collections, I'm not imagining that they're going to get sold. They're more mm-hmm. like museum pieces for me to keep where if someone sees my talent, they can commission me or ask me to make them something then yeah, if I like it and I'm passionate about it, yes, I'd be willing to do it. But honestly, for me, when I started this journey, it was not that like, oh, I'm gonna be rich or I'm gonna make a lot of money or I wanna make money. It was just that I wanna do it. I never thought mm-hmm. about money at first. And then I started asking around. She's like, well, I gotta get a job after this. What kind of job can I get? And then I had a teacher, she was like, you know what? No one wants to do technical design. They pay big cash for technical designers. It's computerized. It's like software engineering, but for computer. Right.
0: Because right. it's okay. really hard
1: and it's very much into the details. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what it was.
0: So let's talk a little bit about your show. Before you did your, the show, your first show, how did you get the confidence to actually do a show and show your work in, in front of a lot of people? You know, I was just so
1: tired. I was like, this day needs to end. When you spend months prepping i had spent about a year just five pieces i spent an entire year patterning it making muslins finding models and it's working the whole entire system till last minute the day before i had two models drop on me and i had to scramble oh, to no. find models to get someone to like walk for me and alhamdulillah like i found people last minute but in that moment i realized that, like the small details they don't really matter as much you can plan and plan and plan but things are just going to happen and that's what ended up happening you know yeah and then so go ahead sorry so f- for me confidence wise is like as long as I get to show it I'm I'm happy I want to show people my work I don't want to keep it shelled out I've never understood that I've had friends and family who are artists they just keep their artwork to themselves I'm like what's the point you make something for people to see for people to you're sending a message out there
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: my whole thing it's like I'm not selling just for me just to stay in my closet
0: mm-hmm so tell us about your show, what you're working on now. What is the – you were talking a little bit about it. Oh, so my
1: next collection is Stargazers 2020. It will come out in May at Sac State. I believe in May, maybe April. I'm not 100% sure. And then we have a show this February next week at Rink Studios. I'll be demoing two of my pieces. One will be mm-hmm. in the collection. The other piece I'm just adding in last minute just to kind of promote the collection. hmm So my collection is based on a, at first we were gonna do a children's book and then because I learned how to do script writing and I can script write, I was like, let's just make it into a TV show. My friend is really into animation. So it's like, let's combine the two things we like. So we started working on that, creating costumes, characters, kind of like character building. And the whole point for me was diversity. I wanted different kids of color to see their um, characters, to see different women out there on stage that are different, they don't look, they look the same like them, you know? Women mm-hmm. of color, Asian women, black women, Muslim women, Arab women. Just yes, because when you watch TV shows and you watch your favorite, you know, superhero group, they're not, there are no Asian women, there are no brown women. Sailor Moon, they're are all little, they're all white skinned girls, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: so I wanted to create something and I watched Power Rangers a lot as a kid. So I was like, man, and space is a really big thing. So I was like, man, what if I made them in space? You know, I want them to have like a click, you know, something that wraps the whole idea together. So what mm-hmm. if they were space? Space. They're in space. I'm like, well, what am I going to do with space? I don't like space. I've never studied space. And then when <laughs> I was listening to, what's it called? Travis Scott's uh, album at the time, Space, uh, what's it called? Astro World. And they had a song called Stargazer, Stargazing. And I was like, this is a nice song. I like it. What if I made and I want to inspire from pop kind of like rap music with techno a little bit of um, K pop I was into at the time when I was coming up with that idea. I was like, what if I did like a space themed collection with stars and each character has their own like little niche like there'd be star ninja, star holder, I believe shooting star was another one. So they all <laughs> have the power to like hold stars. And each girl, like they had, like their own little weapon, which would be marketable. You know, gotta make that money somewhere.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. pretty cool. So that's the show that's coming up now in February, right? Yeah, in the, in May. In May, I'm doing a preview in February. That's my oh, you're idea. doing a preview of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so you mentioned you're working with the team on that. Yes, I have my friends. This- he's
1: doing character design. And then I have a friend of mine, so he's gonna do videography because we wanna try, try to capture the whole superhero feel
0: on stage.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you feel like you're at the show. Are you, um, is this your first time working with a team or have you always worked with a team?
1: No, this is my first time actually communicating, going out there, meeting people. Mm-hmm. Just the, honestly, four years studying and doing my schoolwork that i never thought to go out there, branch out, communicate.
0: Right. And so how is that working with the team? Does it make it easier or does it make it more difficult? Easier
1: because you're having other people and their creative ideas come with, mesh with yours.
0: So you're mm-hmm. not alone.
1: There's other people with
0: you. Right. Some people don't see it that way. So that's good that you, that you see it that way, that you see it in a positive way because people are like, oh, you know, their ideas are clashing with mine or, You know they have their own vision the way that they see things so it's really good that you're that you think that way that you're open to other people's ideas
1: yeah i always have that problem like in the i was just talking about this the other day the art community i feel like that's the most toxic thing about it is that no one wants to work with each other and when they do it's just their idea Mm -hmm. i had my idea i went to my friends and i was like what do you want what do you like show me what you like what do you think about this and i was truly inspired by one of her drawings he had a different girl of color, and they were each flowers. And that was, like, the original idea. I was like, maybe we can do something, like, with flowers. I like this drawing. Let's do something like this. And she was like, mm-hmm. okay. And then I was like, how about we just do space? Let's switch it. Switch I like this idea. And it nice. came
0: together, you know? And so what are you guys doing to work together as a team? Are you using, like, social media platforms? You guys just meet face-to-face? What are you doing to plan everything? This is all Sacramento-based. So all the people who work with me and help me out,
1: they're all Sacramento-based.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's and so you guys just lineup. meet up
0: face-to-face.
1: Yeah, yeah face-to-face. We're, my whole hopes is to grow the community of Sacramento together as well, just because mm-hmm. there's not out here. There is a lot of fashion designers here in Sacramento. It's just that we're not that much of a fashion hub as we should be.
0: Right. Right. And so how often are you guys meeting? Like, so the process of planning your event, how long has it, has it taken to plan?
1: I started planning for, I would say, I think maybe November, I started mm-hmm. doing sketches roughly around August. And then I started because when I started doing my collections, I knew who I wanted to model for me. I knew who was loyal. loyal, And I wanted my characters to be based off really good friend of my, friends of mine. The women of color who do walk my stage, my friend Faith, my friend Bree. Mm-hmm. And seeing the last show. I saw so many different models of different colors, and I was like, you inspire me, I like how you look, I want you to be the face of it, because they are generally the face of it. Mm-hmm. It's their names that are being inspired by it. So yeah, I do meet with them often, because I do have to do fittings with them. I do want to make sure the clothes fit. Okay. Very much hands-on.
0: And so you said, one important thing that you said is you know them and they're loyal. Have you had like problems before? Like you said, you had two people fake on you? How do you, yeah. how do you how do you deal with that? Like, how do you find people last minute? I had a friend, luckily, he stepped in for me last minute. And I
1: just started messaging a bunch of people. I was like, hey, can you come? Can you come to the show tomorrow? And I had a friend her name is her name's Brittany. I messaged her today before I was like, Hey, can you model for me? I originally wanted her to model, but he couldn't make it. He couldn't do mm-hmm. it in the beginning. So I was like, maybe he's free like this day, like that one day. Right. Thankfully, He was free. And she came and she did the she modeled for me. The pants I'm were really a little well. bit her The outfit was a little big on her because it was right. made for another model. But, you know, better, better it all on. worked out. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm doing well.
1: No one got to see what was inside
0: the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you guys see me looking down, I'm just looking at my, my notes of my questions. I have, like, so many questions um, and things that I wanted to talk about.
1: So, yeah, I have um, it on my laptop
0: here. We talked a little bit about sustainability what are your thoughts about sustainability especially as a fashion designer and the possible waste that goes into design
1: i wanted to post about this about on my uh brand's page sustainability another way to be sustainable is buying from smaller artists getting custom pieces made that stuff's going to last you a long time and if you want to you can leave a little bit of it on the inside like you know leave extra fabric so if you do get bigger if you gain weight they can extend mm. the you and it can still be bigger those pieces last longer they're less wasteful using more organic cotton uh, organic cotton organic fabrics i used 100 mm-hmm. percent wool in my last collection i invested 100 percent wool realizing that no one would ever wear them but
0: it was right. for my
1: own, you know sake. i wanted something classy i wanted something more boo and I wanted something to look a lot more nicer. So, just going with stuff that's not dye- heavily dyed. Not my collection now. My cotton I'm using is printed through a machine, using um, less fabric with less fabric that's dyed. Mm-hmm. So, if you're using like leather, linen, I believe is a good one, 100% cotton, hemp, but that's only available in certain countries, certain not countries, certain states. Mm-hmm. Um leathers, denim, trying to think. even upcycling. I have a friend he does that. He thrifts out clothes and upcycles them, makes it, making them into brand new pieces. Mm-hmm. I also take part clothing if I like a certain part piece of fabric and I just reuse it. like in my last collection, the fur cuffs, they were old fabric, and then I went to a it was a Fi one store, and they had like a bag, and it was like fur. I took the bag, I ripped it apart, and I put it on my sleeves because I couldn't find black fur. I was, like, the simple color, and I just couldn't find it anywhere. But at the store, I was just like, but it's here. (laughs) No (laughs) one has it.
0: Right. I think that that makes it a lot, it makes it funny, it makes it a lot more unique, because that's not a piece that somebody can just go and find and recreate because of where you sourced your materials from.
1: Oh, yeah. But you could tell instantly when you touched it, like, this one looks a lot fancier. This one feels cheaper. Where did you get the fabric from? I'm like, you don't <laughs> want to know. Want to know. And
0: I'm like, I paid
1: more for that one, though. I paid more for that one.
0: Sounds well. a yeah. So, um, let's see. So, your show's coming up in May. That's the one that's going to be for Sac Fashion Week? Uh, it's going to be in May. It's going to be for uh, Sacramento State. For Sac State. Okay. Um, so what do you at the end of the day how do you want to be remembered like as far as your work goes and your your show when people remember you like oh yeah that's the girl who how is it that you want your work to be remembered your legacy I
1: want to honestly I'll be real I I just want to remind people that there are different careers out there you don't have to be a doctor a lawyer you don't have to be you know a social media influencer. There's so much work you can do that's creative, that's beneficial, and to create change. I remember when I first started the fashion, taking fashion classes, and a teacher once tell me, she's like, the te- textile industry is the way it is, it's not gonna change. And look at it now, a couple of years later, mm. recycled fabric has become a big thing. Um, recycled textiles, people are upcycling. People. You have the retail apocalypse coming down on us and every store is closing because people aren't shopping at these stores anymore and their business models are failing. So I want to remind people that just keep trying, you know, don't Mm -hmm. give up. Don't be unrealistic, you know?
0: Right. That is very true. That's a, that's an important trend that you noticed. That's true. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Um, So what trends do you see um, fashion designers using? Like uh, I think we talked a little bit about TikTok. What are some trends that you see in the design industry in the creative art industry and what do you think like what are your yeah. thoughts about it
1: using social media probably will be a key i feel like because tiktok i think everyone feels like it's a small community i'm like millions of people are on this app it's not that small anymore mm-hmm. everyone has the app now but when we see smaller brands or smaller people get together and you're like i'm putting this out people are buying it people are interested people are interested in small business they're looking to expand. They want that connection. Why are big cosmetics co- companies l- using social media influencers? They need that connection. And I feel like business owners, brands, just start using that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Instead of through other people, you should be doing it yourself. Being more communicative with your brand. brand mm-hmm. with the people who follow you. The people who respect you.
0: So I noticed that you've been doing a lot on your stories and your lives, kind of showing people behind the scenes of what you're working on what are um some ways that you feel like you communicate and, um with your clients and your, your your fans and people that are following you what are the things that um that you show how do you show them and bring them along on your journey on your on your instagram account
1: that i'm honestly still trying to learn i was just tr- trying to see you know i had a lot of friends that keep asking me about fashion design how to sew and so many people want to learn how to sew but they don't want to have the energy to go take a class or to go do something like that, which I 100% agree that you should take a class. Like, a bit, my Insta stories is not going to replace a class. But I feel like my whole idea of it was to show how hard it generally is because people think it's like an overnight thing. I can make a shirt in two seconds, you know, where mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work. It's not easy. It's it's pretty difficult.
0: Right. What are some... um. Things that you misunderstood or some things that you assumed that were incorrect when you first started, when you went into fashion, were you one of the people who thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be really easy? What are some misconceptions that you had when you first started?
1: I thought I'd actually be good at it. I was like, I'm going to be great at this. This is going to be so easy. This is going to be so glamorous. You know, fancy <laughs> city, fancy job. And I had a teacher, this is the most funny thing she told me. She's like, fashion design is not as glamorous as it think, And it's true. I come into class with sweats and a t-shirt, the same sweats and t-shirt I've been wearing on all week. You know? <laughs> and people will notice. They'll be like, you're wearing on the same thing. I was like, you think I slept? I haven't slept. <laughs> that's the whole part. Like, my last collection, I went about like three or four days without sleep, and I would just sit there sewing. I ruined my oh, machine. No. I was, like, so, like, clustered out of my mind. I was just, like, so so, And the machine moved out, and I took my scissors, and I was like, let me fix it. And I was Ident in the machine. Oh no. Terrible yeah, mistake.
0: Yeah, people do have like this big misconception that it's all glamour and, and just not and it's so pretty all the time. Every I feel like everyone, like
1: if you're a business major or if you're a psych major, if you're a pre med, you think the creative art majors are much more easier, which I feel like is a false. I feel like we're if anything equivalent because I do mm-hmm. have to take all the other major classes and I also have to take my classes. And in,
0: yeah.
1: I mean I would rather, and I was thinking about that, I would rather write, like, a four or five-page essay than sew a blouse or sew
0: a pair of pants <laughs> on. That's so Like That would
1: be much easier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, if you're really good at writing and communicating and, and sharing, you know, your ideas and things, which it seems it definitely seems like you are. I know we've spoke a couple of different times, and I just love your passion and your fire and your energy um, I know I'm definitely going to tune in to getting more information about your event that's coming up. It sounds like it's going to be really fun. Um, what are some things that you hope to take away from the pre-show in February? What is, is that going to help you, like, plan and prepare for the one in May?
1: Definitely. I, I think it's going to help me with timing because my show, I kind of wanted to be more artistic, more visual. And so I want to see how long can they w- walk down the runway, how long is it going to take to walk the runway depth, and also to see people's um, reaction to it. Do people like it? Do people hate it? Am I just out there, you know, weird, creative? But I feel like nowadays that fandoms and, like, the kind of, like, the geeky side is more popular now. Mm-hmm. And people want to see it. People like it now. Everyone loves Star Wars, you know? <laughs> oh, <Thank> Alhamdulillah. Also- Alhamdulillah. <laughs> I know. Finally. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> it's weird, though when you have to correct someone and you're like no this is wrong you're saying it wrong
0: <laughs> so what are you currently reading what are you currently inspired by right now
1: honestly these past couple months all I've been doing is watching cartoons because i have to yeah. write the script. i have to do like a character um bible i have to do all that kind of stuff for my characters mm-hmm. that what I'm- are you watching what am i watching what, carto- F- what cartoons yeah, are you watching everything it's getting really annoying like i've watched some power rangers my sister's been weirded out she's like what are we watching on tv i'm like <laughs> i can't just sit there and watch the office i got to change it i got to start mm-hmm. watching i got i got disney plus again and i started watching that um i still watch like all the old shows on netflix i used to watch all the cartoon shows um sailor moon mm-hmm. is definitely one um what are other ones i'm trying to think <sighs> i used to watch uh Power oh voltron is a big one different types of power rangers anything that involves space kind of like saving the day you have to look at their climax kind of see because mm-hmm. each episode because kids attention spans don't last that long so i want right. to figure out how i can
0: work it out okay well i want to thank you so much for joining us here on the manifest your brilliance podcast it was really great getting to know you and getting to talk to you and sharing what you're working on with our audience here, because that's what Manifest Your is all about, is all about um, featuring women like yourself that are confident, that are fully showing up and sharing their gifts and talents with the world and want to kind of spread that knowledge and motivate and inspire one another. So if you guys want to um, follow Layla and get more information about her upcoming show, see what she's working on, if you want to learn how to sew, uh, get little tips, and of course, she's gonna tell you to go take a class. <laughs> you can't get it all on her Instagram stories. Go Keep ahead and follow and her. Take a
1: class. Watch YouTube. It yeah. makes a difference. Trust me. I've <laughs> seen so many people's clothing, and I'm just like, can you give me like five minutes? I'll fix it for you. I swear.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'm like um. Thanks so again, that. Layla. Alaykum alaykum alaykum. Bye. Well, that's it for tonight's episode of Manifest Your Brilliance. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram and turn on your notifications so that you can be a part of our live studio audience. Did you know that during our live show, you can call in via Anchor FM and leave your recorded audio comment? Also subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast player so that you never miss an episode.